Welcome everyone to Flash Fantasy's The Skeleton Crew. Today we have a treat for you, a promotion from our friends over at Flight Risk Podcast, another Star Wars actual play set in the Old Republic, where if you listen closely, you might just hear a voice from Flash Fantasy once or twice. So sit back, enjoy the promo, and enjoy The Skeleton Crew. A long, long, long time ago. in a galaxy far, far away. Flight Risk Podcast is like no other Star Wars actual play. Set in an alternate universe during the Old Republic, where the Jedi of Sith War still rages on, and blasters and lightsabers are not readily available. These eccentric agents of the enigmatic Count Yindel traverse an unpredictable and deadly criminal underworld. Follow mercenary Bail Bronda. Very well, very well. No need for my head to roll just yet. We still have plenty of other heads that need to roll before mine. Lounge singer Skip Fortuna. And thank you, Lothar, for not closing the door on friendship. Tinker. Anarchy Fortuna. I see your piranhas and raise you sharks with freaking laser beams. And bodyguard Doric Throg. If we consider doing something a little less, suicidal as they attempt to find fortune without losing their souls new episodes are released every friday follow us at flight risk pod and subscribe wherever podcasts can be found After surviving a surprise attack by the Sith above the peaceful planet of Alderaan, Iso managed to pilot the clap inside the Sith's flagship in an effort to disable it and lead away the blockade that had formed. Now inside the ship, going through its dark corridors, the crew of Dr. Drell, Papo, Iso, Wes, and Skoga make their way to the main reactor. You know, I don't find it very sensible that the corridors are so dark. You'd think it makes it easier for you biologicals to trip and do stupid things in here. You know, Papo, you bring up a great point. But that's not the point. You see, this is a Sith ship. And they like things to be dark. They like things to be gloomy. Really sets the atmosphere so that it looks cool when they light up the lightsabers at the end of the hallway. Well, it's completely impractical. I mean, so is being a Sith, but, you know, here we are. Anyway, <laughs> how much further to the reactor um, room? I look for a terminal to see if I can download the schematics of the ship so that we can find our way easier. There is a terminal nearby. You'll have to roll for computer. I do have good computer. What's the difficulty? This oh. will be daunting, so that's four, and you will have a setback die because this is not a system you've interacted with before. All yeah. Right. He is a million years old. <laughs> One success, three advantage. But he's a quick learner. <laughs> <laughs> well, they still have that same. It's been a million years, and they're still using that same like he... sausage interface thing. No, I. <laughs> it's even more intelligent than that. It's you know like Wi-Fi. It's remote. <laughs> so you are able to access the schematics for this quadrant of the ship. 
Okay. What are we looking for again? And with those advantages, plot the quickest route to the reactor core and a secondary route that would be more discretion-based but would take longer. Okay, so what the other skeleton crew members see is Popo walks up to a terminal, puts his hand on it, and just two seconds later says, all right, I've got the best route. Let's go. And he starts heading down the hallway. Iso kind of shrugs his shoulders and follows because it is the right route. Wes is on the way. Really, these Sith need to improve their security. Well, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because these whole ships honestly have terrible personnel defenses. Like the fact that we haven't seen anyone since we got in the hangar bay and we're actually going to be able to disable this whole ship with a squad of five people. I just think it's hilarious that they thought that that, that was encryption. <laughs> I basically just skipped to the end. <laughs> well, I mean, it has only been a few minutes since we left the hangar. Let's not get cocky now. With Papa leading the way, we start turning down corridors and all that jazz. Are you taking the fast route or the discreet route? The fast route. route. Oh, 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 right. I got both. Um, the discreet route. Okay. That is different then. Dr. Drell has obviously not traveled with the skeleton crew before if he wants us not to get cocky. That's kind of our MO. Also, he might die at some point. That's also our MO. All right. Well, here's the deal, lads. If we get out of here in a timely fashion, I am willing to double the promised fee. Just because uh, with this whole Sith presence going down, I know this sort of mission was a a drop-off kind of deal, but if you would be able to additionally escort myself and my droid here to the dig site on Alderaan, I would be most appreciative. Your droid? Really? I thought we talked about this. We did talk about this. He's our droid, Dr. Drell. I hate my life. But you're right. Let's find this reactor room ASAP. It's just this way. Come on. I didn't want to get us down just the direct path because, you know, that's not the best way. So a good few minutes pass, you are able to make it through relatively easily. Now, these rooms do tend to be more heavily guarded. They know that this is their weak point, and although it's not a high security point, we will see more people than we have thus far. That being said, we can't just go in blasters raining because these things are also very sensitive Blasters raining? Blasters raining. That's that's a phrase he picked up over the last 10 years. <laughs> Guns blazing, blasters raining. <laughs> hey, it's called world building, Ryan. <laughs> and one straight blaster bolt won't kill us, but if we get too crazy in there, then this reactor could set off a chain reaction and it'll destroy the ship, but we'll go up with it, which I don't think we or our... Very generous benefactor would appreciate. Then how exactly do you imagine us destroying the ship without us dying? Do you have a plan? Yes. Traditionally, what I've done in the past, although it was with a group three times as large as what we have now, we've been able to get to the main terminal and we can program a destruct signal. Yeah, I, I could just uh, convince the computer that it needs to shut down and undergo some maintenance for a while and then... Uh the engines would shut off. Precisely. That is what we'll hope to do, but they've isolated the system so it's only accessible from that specific terminal. I don't suppose you have anything that could overwrite that. I I don't think I can hack into it through the door control. (laughs) Okay, very well. Ooh, maybe they have a Google Home set up and it's all connected. (laughs) Hey, Google. (laughs) The doors... Shut off the engines. (laughs) Wes is just... We don't really know what's happening until we go in. So, who's opening the door? I'll do it. (laughs) And Skoga goes over, 
Boop. <laughs> you open this door, and in front of you is a large trench. And in that trench are three massive pillars that are sort of radiating this blue lightning energy. On either side of this trench, there are platforms, and then there are bridges that go across this gap, connect to and sort of circle around these pillars, and then meet up on the other side. And there are dozens of technicians and troopers all over this room. And you're just standing in the open doorway. Okay, there's just dozens of these guys? Dozens. Dozens. Thank goodness I've got this here thermal detonator. (laughs) I was going to say, I do have some frags, but... I mean, dozens. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. That could be at least 64 people. I mean, it's only really got to be 24. So, uh, I guess we all pour into the to the room? Um, no, 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 no. He's, Skoga sees dozens of people, and he just... Boop! Closes the door. <laughs> Turns around, all right, so there's like a couple dozen guys. Now, we might not be able to hack into the mainframe or whatever Isu was saying. But, Papo, do you think you could kill the lights in there? I mean, I'd have to find a terminal, but sure. And then there's this, like, clunk from behind you as Dr. Drell has lifted a panel off the wall and just kind of tosses it aside. And he kind of crouches over and he just disappears halfway into this, like, crevice that he's made in the ship. You just, like, see his bum sticking out on his knees. And you just hear, ah, there we go. And the lights just, like, flicker and then (laughs) shut off in the hallway. And are like slowly replaced by red lights, and then alarms start blaring. <laughs> Iso immediately goes and like grabs his hindquarters out from there <laughs> and yanks him out of the wall. What? I was trying to help. Yes, but you can't just go splicing wires and the alarms are blaring and everything. All right, we need to get in there now. I won't splice him nothing. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, <laughs> hang on. And Skoga presses the door. Does it open, or is that, like... It It kind of grinds open, but it does open. The same scene is happening in the reactor room. So, lights are off, there's red lights flashing, alarms blaring. How well does this red light... Like, like would this be conceivably easier to sneak with a red light? These red lights just is, like, poor lighting? It's pretty low light. These yeah, aren't, like, it's... constant on. It's, like, flash. Like, a slow... Okay. Flash. Sure. Papo just walks with purpose forward, heads straight towards the main terminal. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's what Papo does. He just starts walking forward like he belongs there. Probably hard to make out. He looks humanoid. He just goes right through, straight to the main terminal. Do a cool check for me. Keep it cool. Hard, but I'll give you a boost die because of the situation. I have an advantage. So you failed with advantage. As you start just walking in, and the other members of the skeleton crew are gawking at you. Iso was actually going to chase after stealthily, but yes, gawking. You are instantly noticed by one of the technicians who sprints over to you and is like, "What? What's your model number? Two. <laughs> Report immediately. And like I said, Iso did not just stand. He was following. So if things go south, he's going to snap this guy's neck. <laughs> so well, I, wait, I wait, just, wait, wait, wait. Is I, Iso trying to be stealthy then? Because you're not just... Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he's not just like walking purposefully. Like he stayed a good distance, but he's kind of using the dark moments of the red flashing to like go from a railing with like a piece of metal Formidable stealth. Formidable stealth. Okay. Well, good thing he's really stealthy. Okay. So I got, I got one success with... Four advantage and two threats. 
So it's two advantage. Okay, yeah, yeah, they, they cancel. Yep. You are able to maneuver into an advantageous position where you could make a subsequent maneuver if need be. Okay, cool. Right now with Popo and the technician. I am K2447 at your service. You don't look like a model I know. Come with me immediately. There are repairs to be done. Something's gone incredibly wrong. Absolutely. Show me. <laughs> Jeez, you cut one wire in this place and something's gone incredibly wrong. Holy smokes. Who says he cut one wire? <laughs> you look back and Dr. Drill's just like got this big bundle of cords. Like, wires <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a shovel. So did they like then just walk away from where Issa was positioned? Because he wasn't going to do anything. The technician beckons for Papo to follow and he walks along the bridge to the pillar. Yeah, that's what I do. Uh, Wes and Skoga? Wes is like, I kind of have this handled. He's sort of going to hang out by the door. He's he's gonna, you know he's looking in every now and then, but he's like, Papo's not dead and Iso's trailing, so no sense in getting myself involved. And he uh, starts, you know, just kind of standing there. Skoga, also standing next to Wes, reaches from his you know trusty bandolier, picks up a uh, frag grenade and says, Here, Wes, if things go south, you might need this. Hands him the frag. So Wes takes the frag grenade. He's like, to be honest, I, I hope I never have to use that. However, I could use this. And you see him, he, he shifts it over to his other hand. He reaches into his coat and he pulls out a little flask. <laughs> Opens it up real quick. Takes a hit. Closes it. Puts it back. Ah, yes. Much better. The excitement I mean, on the ship got to me. Would you like some? And he, hands, he holds it out to Skoga. Um, no thanks. It's got human germs on it. But how did you say... That was some good shooting back there on the ship. You've really come a long way. Also, I think one of the shots might have grazed you. Look at your right shoulder. So you see Wes look at his shoulder, but even in this low light, as the red light flashes, you can see where it's just totally charred. There's a huge, there's a mark through it. It only got the coat. It didn't even get the shirt underneath the coat, but it got the coat. And for a second, when, when Skoga said, you know, I'm really proud of you, there were almost tears in Wes's eyes from such joy at receiving this great, great, you know, it was a moment. It was a moment. And then he sees that, and that joy just turns into horrific anger. As he's just, what? No, I, I I knew I should have changed before I left that ship. I knew I should have changed. But this was... Thank you, Skoga, for telling me. Anytime, Wes. So at this point, Papo has made it to the central pillar. Iso, you are underneath. So the, like, there's the bridge, and beneath the bridge, there's like a little maintenance catwalk where you are just skulking about okay but i'm like right beneath them yes okay you could climb up if need be all right then yeah i I was just trailing them waiting to see where they were and by central pillar you mean the one where the terminus is or the terminal i mean they're they cross the bridge and they're at the pillar okay well i am imagining that this like computer terminal that i was talking of is like somehow right up against the pillar place the pillar is surrounded by computers Okay, perfect. Then yeah, it's like a little. It's like a little. Each pillar has like its little command station, basically. Okay, cool. Then yeah, Iso's just gonna chill there for a bit. He's gonna actually look to see if he can find some. Uh, he's not West, but he's gonna try to see if he can find some wires that are running down from this command center that he can identify as not critical to the reactors, but that could just start messing with their systems. Okay, is Iso trying to pull an arc station? <laughs> okay, so Papo gets to the central pillar. Yes. And, and this technician is like, go ahead, K-Unit. All right. So Papo goes up to a console and pretends to be tapping while he's just, you know, 
remotely hacking in. And he does a computer's check to try and cause a massive system failure. Okay, that will be formidable with two setbacks. And flip over a destiny point to upgrade one of those difficulties to a challenge. Oh my gosh, that was the best thing you could. <laughs> okay. <laughs> two success, two advantage, and a triumph. All right. So you may have gone a little overboard. And this you see this like little spark come off of the console and then like kind of sizzle and work its way up and then go into the wires and then into the pillar itself. And you just see this like little bit of like twinkling orange light connect with this big blue beam. And then the whole thing just turns orange. And then this big glass structure above you that's filled with this energy explodes, filling the room with glass frag and wanton energy. So, okay. Papo immediately says, Oops, I'm experiencing a malfunction. I will report myself directly to maintenance. Bye. And he starts hightailing it. <laughs> no one is paying any attention to Popo. Just in case. <laughs> As there is like glass raining down and lightning <laughs> sparking around and electrocuting people and sending them flying off into this trench. And that only happened to this one pillar, right? Are the other pillars yes. experiencing things? You see them kind of brighten as they pick up the slack. Okay. Then Iso is going to work his way along this maintenance catwalk to another one. And can I see Iso? No. Oh, then I have to choose whichever other one I do and hope it's not the same one? Yes. So at this point, it is absolute pandemonium. With the more regular light, uh, Wes actually looks to his other shoulder that was kind of sticking out in the doorway. And he sees that a slice of glass is cut through the shoulder and this time also the shirt. And is just absolutely frustrated. Like, he's super pissed. Dr. Drell behind Skoga and Wes is like, excuse me, just a moment, boys. Skoga turns around and says, you're excused. Um, And you see him (laughs) holding like this big clump of wiring that's just like sparking on either end. And down the hallway that you came from, you just see like blast doors closing subsequently closer and closer toward you. It's like, I think it would be advantageous if we worked our way into that chamber. And he just kind of drops the bundle of cords, pulls out his pistol again, and strides past you. Advantageous. Um, Yeah, yeah, Skoga looks slightly dumbfounded, which is not an expression that Skoga's used to. Most (laughs) of the time, he's the one causing the dumbfoundedness. (laughs) And uh, Dr. Drell kind of, he's like, and he looks over at Skoga and he's like, like shooting gundogs in a barrel. And he just aims at one of the technicians that's like flailing about and just... And the technician, like, gets hit in the back and falls off into the trench. <laughs> he, like, falls past Iso. <laughs> so Papo, as all this chaos is happening, he sees an engineer coming kind of towards him. And he says, excuse me. And he kicks him in the chest over the railing and to, to fall off. Ah! <laughs> Wes, um, you know, he, he looks down as coat. It's not like it's going to get any more ruined. And he walks in after the doctor. <laughs> Um, Skoga, after seeing Dr. Drell here blow a guy away, <laughs> he just says, When in Rome! And he takes off a frag and he, boom, and he just like tosses it to a big clump of people. Oh <laughs> so this group of technicians oh off to the left just kind of ching, 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 look down as this grenade clanks by their feet and then explodes, sending them flying and just blowing apart these computer consoles. 
Yeah. And at this point, there are like blaster bolts just firing into the dark. Like no one knows what's going on. <laughs> you know what I love about Sith? They're like Nazis. You can kill them without feeling any guilt. <laughs> nice <laughs> Nazis. Well, it's what they were originally designed after. Okay, so Papo finagles his way through the chaos to another pillar that's lit up and puts his hands on it and attempts to hack in. All right, this one will be, again, formidable two setbacks. And then upgrade one of the difficulties to a challenge. And remember, triumphs and despairs count as successes and failures to cancel out. Three advantage and one success. So you do not have the exact same effect as the last time. This one seems to kind of sputter. The big blue beam of energy is just like like fading in and out as it's trying to stay up. And on the other side, because you blew up the middle one, mm-hmm. we'll say you went to the right one. Sure. You see as this one kind of sputters, the one on the left brightens intermittently every time that the one on the right dims. <sighs> Confounded redundancy. I hope Eso's going to take care of that one. Speaking of Eso, he, as soon as this whole pandemonium thing came out, probably about the time that Dr. Drell shot that first technician right in the back and sauntered off giddily, he swung up onto the main platform from this maintenance catwalk, and he goes to find Wes and Skoga in the midst of this chaos. And I'm assuming he finds them probably shortly after Skoga threw the frag grenade. You are confronted immediately by a technician. Uh, Iso just shoots him. <laughs> no neck snapping? Not the Iso I used to know. Nah, he, <laughs> he's changed. He looks at you and he's like, a Keldor? And then, <laughs> and right in the gut. All right, and then Iso continues on to go find. He doesn't know that it's Wes and Skoga, but I'm assuming they're the first people that you would find. So you're you're on the middle of the pillars platforms, yeah? Yes, so there's just, like, fire burning above you and dead bodies. Okay. I mean, you can see Wes and Skoga pretty easily just standing by the door right across the bridge. And Dr. Drell just, like, taking pot shots at people. Okay. Can you see Popo at one of the consoles? Yeah, over on the right. Okay. He is heading over to Popo first. Wes is also going to go in the direction of Popo. Not, you know, he doesn't see Iso necessarily or doesn't recognize him but he's going in the direction to Papo. he actually wants to say something to him well Papo doesn't know that wes is making his way or that isa is making their way so he just kind of goes around the pillar and starts heading down the catwalk towards the last remaining perfectly working reactors there are at least a dozen technicians and or soldiers in your path going from this are they are they looking at me or they're minding their business and then one catches your eye I just continue to walk forward as if I'm looking for something to work on. A Sith trooper holding a rifle points at you and says, Stop there. I stop. Come with me right now. Of course. What do you need me for? Follow these technicians out of here. We're evacuating. Very well. And then I uh, begin following them. All right. So you follow a line of three or four technicians leading out the door that is opposite of the door you came into. Mm Mm-hmm. And you are no longer in the trench room. Cool. So that entire hallway that we were in was getting, like, closed by blast doors, right? Yes. I gesture to Skoga and the doctor, and I'm like, hey, come here. And I am, I guess I probably lost vision of Papo at this point. But I gesture to them, say, hey, come here. Well, Skoga heads over there. So just, you know, addressing the two of them, he just, Wes says, look, we can't get out that way. 
that's completely blocked with blast doors, and I think that taking these two generators out of the ship is going to be helpless. If we can get off the ship now, we should probably be able to get to Alderaan, but we need to do it quick, because if we wait until those corvettes all arrive here, it's over. We'll never be able to escape the ship. You're right. You're right. I tell you what, let's go and see if, uh, let's see if one of those other hallways are open. Yeah, so I saw Papo leave through this hallway, but has anyone seen Iso? And at that moment, Iso appears behind you. Does he make his presence known? Because I'm not turning around. Yeah, so he, so he like runs up to you and to the group. Oh, oh, so sorry. Reflexively, Skoga pulls out a combat knife and sticks it right in Iso's gut. Boom. No, I'm just kidding. Iso <laughs> runs up and Wes, hearing the steps, turns, sees him, says, Excellent. If we can leave now, we should be able to escape before the Corvettes arrive to defend the ship and make our way to the planet's surface. Uh, leave now. No, the job's not done. One of them has been irreparably shut down, but it's caused the other two to take up the load, which is incredibly unstable. Exactly. As long as this ship is completely reliant on emergency power, they will not be able to fire their weapons, they will not be able to protect themselves. Reinforcements are coming from the Republic, and right now these Corvettes have got to be moving to defend this capital ship. They cannot lose it. But if we destroy the ship, they will be free to do whatever they will. So I think it's best that we leave now, we can make it to the planet's surface without any further ado. And he's so kind of... Very visibly shaken by just the chaos that is going throughout. I'd prefer to take out at least one more generator, just to be sure. And he kind of looks around. Where is Popo? He's already at that door, and we're going to lose him if we don't hurry. Are soldiers, like, coming into the room, or is everyone, including the soldiers who are shuffling out the technicians, leaving? Everyone is still kind of disorganized currently. There's not a concentrated effort to do any one thing. There are different groups of people that are moving in and out, but there's not, like I said, one big mass of soldiers or technicians. Okay. Well, at the pillar where we are right now, where I had last seen Popo, hearing the plan from Wes, Iso tries to get one last plea in there for something. He just says, all right, well, while we're here, do you think you could at least try to send a signal to this command center that it will, I don't know, give us ten minutes or so to get off the ship, and then it'll shut down. Fine, I'll give it one try, but then we're gone. So Wes does immediately sets down to do that. He's just going to be on the one, this is the one that's already sputtering. He's going to try to yeah. shut it down completely with like a timer set for ten minutes. So that'll be just formidable computer. And Iso will attempt to help him with his prior knowledge of shutting these generators down. You can gain a boost die. One success and five disadvantage. <laughs> five threats. Yeah, five threats. Sorry. Five people come up to you and threaten you. <laughs> You're only able to set the timer for two minutes. I have a question. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> uh, as a droid, could I use, without using my external speakers, could I call any of them on the comms? Yes. So, Popo, as he goes through the door, then kind of like stops and lets the other technicians run off. You kind of just walk in place. Yeah. For a <laughs> yeah. He just kind of walks in place and, and sits and then clink, uh, clink, clink. and like kind of slowly quiets his steps and then he then calls the others on the comm link. Was this part of the ship that he knew anything about when no. he got that thing? Oh, I mean, it's in the quadrant, so you don't know the oh, road, but you know the area. So I know the area. You're still on your map, yes. So I could calculate a route back from here back to our ship? Yes. Am I able to do so that would take... Do I know how long it would take to get back from here? I would assume my my droid stuff. I can do like a knowledge check or whatever, or a computer check. No, or... no, it's all right. You already have this prior knowledge. Uh, it'll take you around 20 to 25 minutes. 20 to 25 minutes from here? Yes. 
So if I go backwards, like go back through the room, is it different? We can't. There's you a bunch can't. of blast doors. Okay, okay, okay. Well, then I know the route back then. Yes, you know a route back. Okay, so I call everyone on the comms through without activating my internal speakers, and I say, Hey, hey, everybody, so I've got this um, route to go back to the ship. It'll take a few minutes, like 20, 25. You guys ready to go? Papo, that's great news, but is there any chance that you could shorten it down to, like, two minutes? Because this reactor's going to blow in, like, two minutes. What? Well, thankfully, it will not blow. It will shut down, however. So the faster that we can get out of here, the better. Well, unless you could create a path through the corridors and the walls and all that, I don't see anything else. Well, then we best be on our way. Well, could I just clarify a point real quick? When that reactor shuts down, what happens to the other one? That one gets overloaded, and then that one blows. So I was wrong. The reactor shutting down is not the one that's going to blow. It's the third reactor. Don't exaggerate, Skoga. It's much more likely that the redundancy measures will kick in, the ship will go on to a completely emergency power and be dead in the water. However, if they can't get that reactor started again, then it will blow. Can he so use a, his prior knowledge of mechanical systems as well as Sith ships to try to dig a little deeper into what will happen when this thing shuts down? Yeah, go ahead. Roll that. What difficulty are you going to give? Uh, let's do hard with a boost. One success, one threat. Okay. You've damaged some pretty critical systems here and done something that redundancy doesn't always account for, especially not the load that is on this ship currently. So if the remaining reactor shuts down and the entire drag is on that one reactor, there's no telling what could happen. Could just distribute that power or it could distribute that power very quickly in an isolated thing called an explosion. <laughs> like a ship uh, vaporizing explosion or like this section vaporizing explosion? This section vaporizing explosion. All right. Well, with this added knowledge, Iso then pipes into the chat. Look, that, that might happen, Wes. It might. I could come and try to fix it. Let's go! And Wes starts leaving. And... Iso is just torn at this point because he did you activate the thing like is it timing down oh yeah. yes it's been timing down this whole time guys we got like max a minute left you got like 30 seconds you see Iso run to the third pillar like he's he's just running to it okay you make it to the third pillar by now there are a few wounded technicians or soldiers but everyone is kind of cleared out of this room Iso caps one in the head on his way over um jeez he's <laughs> louise man no he, he doesn't are there dark side points in this room? <laughs> <laughs> nope, thank heavens. <laughs> I could do what I want. So Iso's plan is he's going to try to manually tell the system where to reroute the extra power until, I don't know, he, he doesn't know until when, but he saw Wes run off and he knew that more than likely they wouldn't be able to get off in time. Where is Wes running? Wes is running out the door that he saw Popo Pop go through. Okay. Yep. And Skoga is following right after Wes. You He's have not... 15 seconds until it shuts down. All right. Iso is manually telling the computer to reroute the power to some vent systems. So it's going to just completely ignore the load that it has and just exhaust it. All right. That will be a formidable computer check with a setback. And upgrade one of those. Brett, why don't you upgrade one of yours? Yeah, like one or two. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll use the light side point on that. Okay. So I got a success, but like three threats. You are able to buy yourself time. You reset the timer to two minutes. It's back to where it started, but you did not reroute anything. 
As Papel sees the others careen through the doorway, he joins them and they start running and he leads them the path that's as fast as he can get them away from this section. You would if the door in front of you didn't close shut. Like a blast door, right? Yes. Is there a panel? There is not. And from behind, you hear this. If you help out a friend, please. Skoga whips around and draws his vibro sword. And you see Dr. Drell suspended about two feet in the air, clutching at his throat as a figure rounds the corner. Dressed in silver armor, black robes, a hood, and a silver and black mask. Papo draws his cortosis sword. It uh, kind of like morphs from out of his body and then he rips it out. Dr. Drell is thrown forward and kind of rolls to a stop at your feet, gasping for air. And then this figure reaches inside its cloak toward its belt and flips on a crimson lightsaber. Twirls it a few times and then gets into a fighting stance. I told you that's why they keep it dark, to make it look cool. 